five of the best secrets about narcissists. Secret number one, narcissists are afraid of you, okay? They are not who you think they are. They're not who they say they are. And guess what? You are not who they say you are either. They tend to make up a false self-image for you. At the same time, they have false self-images. So there's a lot of falsehood going around. This is why the narcissist and cluster personality type, they're not able to offer you anything authentic and actually provide it. So the relationship feels quite off. It tends to be one-sided. You often give more than what you're receiving. And if you're receiving anything, it's usually a lot of BS. Narcissists and cluster personality types, they tend to be afraid of you because they are hiding a lot. They have hidden agendas. Okay, so try not to believe all that hype and BS. Your life has purpose. You're not on the planet to supply narcissists and cluster personality types. Secret number two, narcissists and some cluster personality types tend to sell you a falsehood. They tend to sell you their perspective of their reality. Translation, is not real. The relationship that you're having with him or her is not based on anything authentic. So it's, it's not real. It's false. They tend to use neuro-linguistic programming to keep you spellbound, to keep you under, to control you. This is how he or she tends to maintain control. But not only that, they get a lot of fuel in narcissistic supply. This is what projection is all about. So when they're selling you their perspective of their reality and you buy into it, this is how they can gaslight you. This is how the neuro-linguistic programming is on and strong. This is how the gaslighting techniques are applied over and over. Okay, so never buy into their perspective of reality. This is the rundown of projection. They sell you their perspective of their reality. And when you buy into it, this is why you feel the crazy making. You feel like you're losing it. It's like a twilight zone. The parallel reality is very strong. They experience their reality, but they're selling you their reality. And when you buy into it, you don't feel like things are real. It's surreal sometimes how they pull shenanigans. It's surreal how they engage in diabolical tactics. And you're being affected by it. So you don't even feel, you feel like you're not real. The relationship doesn't feel authentic because it's not. When you claim who and what is not yours, it just makes that reality even more crazy making. Things are never the way the narcissist or cosmic personality says they are. Secret number three, the codependent narcissistic relationship is a dysfunctional relationship that never was. See, you're able to walk away at any time. Of course, he or she doesn't want you to realize this because they want to maintain a narcissistic relationship. They need the fuel. They need to tap into your energy field. But when you go no contact, of course, they lose supply. That means they lose control.
Okay, so going no contact begins in the mind. So remember, the codependent narcissistic relationship is a dysfunctional relationship that never was. Secret number four, the flying monkeys and or enablers that narcissists often recruit are their tormentors. You heard me correctly. The flying monkeys are often the narcissist tormentors. Flying monkeys can become your best ally and your best weapon against the narcissist. A lot of narcissists and customer personality types, see, they don't have the foresight to learn from their mistakes. So when they have emotionally battered you and they have pulled all these shenanigans and they have engaged in all these diabolical tactics, you feel a particular way, don't you? Of course. What the narcissist often doesn't fathom is that you're going to survive and thrive him or her. So when they recruit flying monkeys to try to hoover you back in, the narcissists and cluster personality types, some of them anyway, they don't think ahead. They don't think that you're going to survive. They don't think that you're going to thrive him or her. In other words, they don't think that you're strong enough. See, they perceive you to be who they need you to be in order to tolerate you long enough to extract the supply from you, to tap into your energy field and extract the supply, extract the energy. That's why you feel spent, drained, if not downright violated after they pull shenanigans, after they have engaged in all these diabolical tactics. And you're left picking up the pieces. They've gone on and they've got new supply. So when the flying monkeys are recruited, to hoover you back in or suck you back in, when you become unhooverable, they don't have anything to suck you back in with. See, the flying monkeys cannot pick your brain. They can't pick your heart. They can't tap into your energy field to help the narcissist to pull you back in. So that's the secret. They have tormentors. They don't want you to think that the flying monkeys are their tormentors and that can be your best ally and your best weapon against staying out of their life and them not coming back into yours. So to become unhooverable, that's one of the best ways to become unhooverable is to use the flying monkeys, which are really the tormentors of the cluster B personality type against him or her. See, narcissists and cluster B personality types, they often study not just the target prey, but they study the flying monkeys that they recruit to do their dirty work. They're not going to pick somebody who has a higher vibration like you do. They're not going to pick some, but if they can, they will. The cluster personality type, they often pick people as flying monkeys who will already want to do dirt from gossiping to spreading rumors to setting you up for demise. Not only are you surviving, but you're thriving past the narcissistic relationship. So these codependent, narcissistic relationships no longer have a hold on you. There's not like a stronghold pulling you down anymore. You're no longer in the sunken place, but the flying monkey doesn't know that. When they come into contact with you and they're trying to put all this stuff in your ear, like why aren't you and the narcissist talking? Oh, they're asking about you all the time. Or this is how their health is. Or they just made some money. Or they ba 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 right? They're trying to tell you all of this information about the narcissist, but if you really own your game, you're like, hmm, not only do I not care about what they're doing right now, but I thrive forward. I'm, I'm engaged in my own life. They're in my past. I'm no longer in the sunken place. 
but a flying monkey would never see that. They're too busy trying to work for the narcissist to hoover you back in. As long as you care about closure with the narcissist and cluster personality type, see, they think they have that hold on you. This is what the flying monkey is going to try to bring about in you, that you still care about the narcissist. You still want to know why they did what they did. But you're past that. You've worked all that out. You woke up and you realized that you never needed the narcissist for closure in the first place. See, the narcissist and cluster personality type, the reason why that the flying monkey is their tormentor is because the flying monkey also keeps them in the sunken place, keeps them in the past, in other words. You have to think about how the narcissist often likes to live in the past while they're keeping you captive in the past as well. Cluster personality types, they often use the flying monkey to hoover you back in because number one, they know you're not gonna deal with him or her anymore. Not directly. And number two, the narcissist and cluster personality type often think so much of themselves, they're full of themselves, that they think that you cannot live without him or her. So they think you're stuck in the past too, when you're not. See, the cluster personality type and the flying monkey, they're more like first cousins than twins. All right? So they have several vices that are quite alike. See, what they have in common is that they have a hidden agenda, and that is to bring you back into a negative situation. They, all of them have that in common. So the flying monkey will torment the narcissist because they want the narcissist to supply him or her. See, we, we, we forget this. The flying monkey is also supplied by the narcissist. The narcissist is trying to get more supply from you. They're trying to hoover you back in. They have to use their tormentors to do it. The cluster personality type, they often like to forget how they got the supply from you, but they never forget they got it from you. So this is how you can use the flying monkeys against the narcissist because they're gonna start gossiping. They're gonna start talking. They're gonna try to instigate drama. You've already passed all of that. You've outgrown all of that. You're no longer in the sunken place. You are unhooverable. Once you get out, stay out. Flying monkeys, they'll come back around and they'll try to hoover you back in. But when you know that they are the personal tormentors of a narcissist, that's gold. Secret number five, the ultimate silent treatment is covert narcissism. You're being mistreated in secret and at the same time, you're suffering in silence because you're not talking about it. You're, you're keeping it quiet. So you're complying with the narcissist, most of the time unconsciously, so don't beat yourself up. But I really want you to get the big picture of how that works. You're being mistreated in secret. And at the same time, you're keeping the secret that you are being mistreated. See, covert narcissists, they are often very Machiavellian and cold in their methods of obtaining fuel, control, and narcissistic supply.
Hi stars, today we're going to be doing a presentation, well I'm going to be doing a presentation for you and I'm going to be talking to you about investing in a dysfunctional family headed by a narcissist or a cluster personality when you're building a support base. Okay, so investing in a dysfunctional family headed by a narcissist or cluster personality while you're also working a support base. Topics of discussion, the pillar of salt effect, focusing on your past while working your support base. Topic number two, beware, dysfunctional families can be familiar in a toxic way. Topic number three, realizing the purpose of your support base is vital to effectively working it. Okay, so the last and final topic of discussion are going to be the tools, references, and resources of what you can find in the description box below. Alright, so here we go. All right, so the pillar of salt effect. So a lot of us have heard the story of Lot's wife in the Bible who turned around when Sodom and Gomorrah was being destroyed, right? She turned around and she was forewarned by Lot to not turn around. She was forewarned, if I'm not mistaken, also by God that she was not to turn around and watch the destruction or see the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, this particular story in the Bible has been interpreted in many ways. So you can take a lot of messages from that biblical story. However, I chose to use that particular uh, story in the Bible to make my point in today's video, or one of my points in today's video. So this is not to try to uh, recruit or to convert anyone to a particular religion. All right, so I really want to make that clear. Lot's wife, according to the biblical story, when Sodom and Gomorrah was being destroyed, she and Lot, her husband, so Lot's wife was forewarned not to turn around when Sodom and Gomorrah was being destroyed. So Lot's wife, according to the biblical story, she turned around and she turned into a pillar of salt as a result of turning around and seeing the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, again, a lot of people can interpret that story in many different ways, okay? So what I get from that story is that when we focus on our past, especially when it's very painful, then we can become stagnant, like that pillar of salt. We are not able to move forward. We're stuck there. We're looking at the past and we're in the sunken place. So when Lot's wife turned around to view the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, she was longing for uh, family members who were still there in Sodom and Gomorrah and who chose to stay behind. Lot's wife was still desiring certain people as well as certain things of her past. She was nostalgic, so she got caught she up. She longed for some of the good old days or the good times that she had. In Sodom and Gomorrah. She continued to long for that. So she continued, again, from a state of nostalgia or in the spirit of nostalgia, she longed for her past and she was being called to leave her past behind. So when we focus on our support base and we're working it, yet we're also invested in a dysfunctional family headed by the narcissist or cluster personality, 
in my view, was somewhat like Lot's wife, who is continuing to look at the past while seemingly being called to thrive forward. They're attempting to move forward while looking back and reaching back for a past that they're being called to thrive forward from. Sometimes we're gonna have family members who will choose to stay behind or choose to invest in a dysfunctional family while we're growing, we're outgrowing the dysfunctional family. So it's pretty tough to focus on working our support base right now. Now I've made this mistake. This is why I did this video. I've made this mistake. Trying to work my support base in my present life, still longing for a past that I wish I can get right. Longing for a past I wish I can change, okay? However, I learned and I realized that I could not change particular people. I could not change the past. It was what it was, and it is what it is. Certain aspects of an unresolved past do not belong in my present life. This is what I've learned. So again, I wanted to do this video and share this with you because I know some of you are going through that right now. You're working in a support base, yet you're still invested in a cluster personality and or narcissist in an emotional way. And maybe sometimes you're nostalgic. You do wish for the good old days. Sometimes you do wish that some of those good times would come back, right? But to no avail. So just like Lot's wife, who chose to look in the past while being called to thrive forward, she turned into a pillar of salt. And sometimes this is what we can experience when we're working our support base, yet we're still invested in a dysfunctional family or in a dysfunctional relationship with narcissists and or close to be personalities that we love and care about. Investing in a dysfunctional family headed by a narcissist while building a support base. First point, during the reenactment of an unresolved past, narcissists and or close to be personality types often are far removed from fully engaging in any of his or her present relationships with others. Those who are emotionally invested in a dysfunctional relationship with narcissists and or cluster personalities usually are unaware of being manipulated by them to play a dysfunctional role while co-signing shenanigans and, di and diabolical tactics for narcissistic supply.
The narcissist doesn't care about what you do or even who you are. They only care about getting the source supply from you. So they want to be the source of your pain and your pleasure. Let's move forward. Using foul language is one of the methods that narcissists use in order to curse others for source supply. So a lot of us who have had personal issues, okay, <laughs> with the narcissist and cluster personality, we all know that one of the things that the narcissist and the cluster personality does is they will use foul language, okay? They do this in order to intimidate or to invoke fear in others. They're trying to get others to submit to him or her. This is one way that they manipulate others to supply them. So they use foul language. Sometimes they may flip over chairs and they may get all loud and boisterous and, you know, just very outspoken. This, again, is a method that they use in order to get you to fear him or her. So you will submit to supplying him or her. So they will use foul language. The narcissist and or cluster personality, they will use foul language. But when it comes to cursing others... See, we're going to get a little bit deeper into that. There's a curse that they like to put on others. The narcissist and the personality, they will curse others in order to obtain source supply from them. Usually a lifelong source supply. The foul language or the cursing doesn't just have to consist of bad words the way we know it. The narcissist curse language Manipulation, deceit or lies, insults, cursing or using bad words, character assassination, smear campaigning, gossip, and spreading rumors. All of this is under the curse or cursing other people in order to get a lifelong source supply.